Hello and thank you for joining us for this teaching today. Uh, I want to talk about some of the core foundational truths of Christianity, uh, the truths that often get missed or laid aside or even taught differently. You know, there's a lot of Christians, uh, there's a lot of people, but including Christians, that are struggling with areas of their lives. They're struggling. Maybe maybe they feel like they're bound to ha with habits in their lives, habits, things that they can't get free from. Uh, or maybe there's even areas of, of, of sin and different things that they're just struggling. And they, they, no matter how much they try, they can't seem to break free from it. For some people, it might be uh, areas in their physical health. Uh, where they be believe in God for, for healing, but they're just struggling. They're struggling to get a hold of some things, and they're struggling to to, to get free in areas. So uh, other people might be in their emotions, maybe areas of depression, or it just seems like dark clouds of depression come over people. And, and many, many of these people have just maybe accepted this as, as things that they've just got to live with. Uh, and, and unfortunately, uh, in church, many times they're not even here. They, they, they don't even hear a message that they can be free from these things. Many people are hearing a message that maybe God wants them still struggling with these areas, and maybe maybe it's God's intention for them to 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 live with these these areas of, of captivity that they're bound in, and 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 to the point that people don't even really see it as captivity uh, and see it for what it is. But you see, when you look in the Bible, and I, I really want us to go back to the Word of God. I want us to look at Bible truth tonight because I want you to begin to realize and I want you to begin to understand that the gospel is a message of freedom. The gospel is a message of God setting people free from, from the captivity and from the oppression of an enemy in, in, in any area. Uh, and so often that message has been warped and twisted into another message. It's been presented almost uh, a different gospel that's directly opposite to the real gospel. Sometimes people are hearing a message that God still wants them to stay bound. Or maybe God has a reason for them to stay bound. That's directly opposite to, to the Bible message of the gospel. And I know that's going to upset me, some people with me saying that. But, you know, we I'm not going to be ashamed of the truth. I'm not going to be ashamed of the gospel and hold back on gospel truth. When I see the lives of, of Christians struggling under oppression and struggling with things that they can't seem to get free from. And then they're hearing a message taught that God doesn't want them free and God doesn't want them to be free from things. I'm going to I want you to realize and I'm going to show you Jesus preached a message of freedom in the book of Acts. The apostles Peter and Paul preached a message of freedom, freedom from the oppression of the enemy. And somewhere along the line in Christianity, this message has been flipped directly opposite to where large portions of Christianity preach a message of staying oppressed and staying bound to things. And then they call it the gospel. See, just because something is labeled a Christian message doesn't mean it's Christian. Uh, just because people call something the gospel doesn't make it the gospel. The gospel is a message that's in line with what Jesus, Peter, Paul, and these other people preached. And that is a message of freedom. Jesus says, you'll know the truth and the truth will make you free. Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, he said, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And, and any message that's different to that, I, I'm sorry, it's not the gospel and it shouldn't be preached in church. We have allowed the enemy to bring a message into church that is di di diametrically or whatever the word is opposite 
to the gospel. And we've called it the Christian message. Let's get back to the truth of the word of God. And I'm going to challenge people and challenge people. Don't, don't sit and listen to messages that tell you you have to stay bound and that it's God's will. Reject that stuff. It's not in line with the Bible. I'm being bold with that. But you see, when we entertain this, you see, the enemy wants us to think that God is the one who wants us bound. The enemy wants us to think that God is the one who wants us to stay sick. Because if we think God is behind these things, we won't fight them. We won't resist them. We won't stand against them. See, the Bible says, submit to God, resist the enemy. If you don't know what God's doing and what the enemy is doing, how are you going to know what to submit and what to resist? How are you going to know what you're supposed to accept into your life and what you're supposed to say? No, no, I'm not. I don't have to have that. If you don't know who's doing which, the Bible doesn't say submit to everything. It says submit to God, resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. Now, some people say, well, you know, maybe I'm being humble by just accepting some things in my life. Well, actually, the passage I just quoted you right before it tells us to submit to God and resist the devil talks about humility. And then in context of talking about humility, it tells us submit to God and resist the devil. So actually, you're not being humble by not resisting the devil. You're not being humble by accepting the work of the enemy in your life and thinking it's coming from God. We need to get clear on some things. We need to get accurate. We need to understand the truth of the word of God. Now, if you go back into the Old Testament, uh, you will find that God raised up deliverers. Many of the people we know in Scripture, we hail them as the heroes of the Old Testament, uh, were people that God raised up to set the, the nation free from the, the oppression and attack of the enemy. God built the, throughout the whole Old Testament, he built a, a message and, and, and a consistent message showing people that when the Spirit of the Lord came upon people, it, it, it was to bring freedom and deliverance, to release them from captivity. Moses was, was a deliverer. He delivered the nation from the oppression of the enemy. Gideon, uh, Samson, they, 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 they were raised up and God put his spirit on them to bring freedom from the enemy that was trying to oppress the land and bring people into captivity. Over and over again, this is the message of the Bible. Many of the judges, their role was to, God anointed them. He put the spirit on them and he said that, 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 that they would bring deliverance and freedom. And God, why did God spend all of that time laying that foundation in the Old Testament just to change it and do it differently, completely opposite to that in the New? No, he didn't. He didn't change it. He laid that foundation in the Old Testament because he was pointing to what was going to happen in the New Testament. In fact, the Jews knew that throughout the Old Testament, God prophesied about one who was coming. They called him the Messiah. They, they knew that the prophecies were that this person was going to release them from captivity. And in fact, God said a number of times in those prophecies, the spirit of the Lord will be upon him. They, God said that this man, this person coming would have the anointing of the spirit of God and that that anointing would bring freedom and release people from the captivity of the enemy. That's why by the time Jesus came to this earth, they were looking for that. They were expecting a Messiah, a deliverer. And the word Messiah means anointed one. In other words, they were expecting someone that had the spirit of the Lord upon their lives who was going to bring deliverance and free them from captivity. 
Well, that's true. That's exactly what Jesus did. It's just that they thought that only applied to natural captivity. And Jesus began to show them there's a spiritual enemy. And he began to show them that actually the real enemy, the real one who oppresses, the real one who brings oppression and captivity into people's lives is that spiritual enemy, the devil. Not God. God's not the oppressor. God's the one who sets free. Now, I'm preaching this because I want. I, 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 we, some people know this. Other people are confused about this. And the enemy is working hard these days at confusing this message and leading Christians, even Christians, down a route where they think they have to stay oppressed and stay under the work of the enemy. That's not the gospel. That's not the gospel. In fact, let's look at what the gospel is. Let's look at what Jesus preached in Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter four, Jesus stood up and, and he was in Nazareth. Nazareth was, he was in Galilee and he stood up in the synagogue and he opened the book of the prophet Isaiah and was going to read it. Now that was completely normal. That's what they did in the synagogue. They read the scriptures, but he was given the book of Isaiah and he opened it to a particular place and he read it. And as long as he was reading it, everyone was fine, fine because they thought that's wonderful that, you know, that we read the scriptures. And the, 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 the passage he read was one they knew. And he read, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. That's what the prophecy said. And they all knew that was a prophecy of the Messiah, the coming one. They knew that was a prophecy. They were expecting one who was anointed by God, who had the spirit of God upon their lives. And as Jesus continued on the prophecy, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. Uh, why? Well, he lists a number of things, but one of the things that, 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 that he lists is this, to proclaim liberty or freedom to the captives. In other words, the spirit of the Lord is upon me to proclaim and to bring that liberty to the captives. That's exactly what Gideon did. That's exactly what Samson did. That's exactly what Moses did. That is exactly what person after person after person in the Old Testament who had the spirit of the Lord upon their lives. That's what God used them to do. And God laid that foundation to show them this is what somebody who has the anointing of God on their life does. They bring freedom from captivity. And even a little bit later on, he says liberty to the captives. And then he said liberty to those who are oppressed, oppressed. So there's captivity, the captives, and there's oppression, freedom for both. See, captivity means someone who's been taken prisoner, someone who's been confined and, and taken prisoner in an area. And many Christians don't realize this, and, 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 and they're sincere Christians. They're good people. They love the Lord. But they have been led to believe that God wants them captive. God, they have been led to believe, even from things they've heard preached from the pulpit, they have been led down a, a deception that God wants them captive. He wants their bodies captive. He wants their minds. He wants areas of their lives held prisoner that they can't get free from. Now, I'm here to tell you that the real gospel message is a message of freedom. And you can be free. You can be free from those habits. You can be free from those areas of sin that you've struggled with for so many areas, years of your life, and you just can't seem to, to get free from it. I want to tell you that gospel is a message of freedom. And the spirit of the Lord, the anointing power of God can bring freedom from all of those things. And in your physical body as well. 
oppression. See, right after uh, it's preaching that that uh, right after Jesus told people the spirit of the Lord is upon me to release the captives, he went about the whole land healing people. What's he doing? Setting captives free. What's he doing? Releasing people from oppression of the enemy, areas that the enemy has controlled them and hold them, held them prisoner in their bodies, in their minds, in their beliefs, in their emotions, and spiritually as well. And, and the, the, you see, the other thing we saw there was oppression. Well, the word oppression means to, to exercise harsh or hard control over somebody. To control them. And so if you bring someone into a captivity and oppress them, it means you imprison them and then you control them and you control areas of their lives. And you take control of them so that they don't have freedom to, 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 to do things and they don't have the opportunity to do things anymore because they're bound and oppressed in the areas of their lives. That's what oppression is. And, and oppression has got to do with to rule over someone in an unjust way. See, many people think God's the one oppressing them. I'm sorry, but that's a lie. I'm going to just say it, what it, as, as it is. That is a lie. That is a deception. And it is a deception that has even entered the body of Christ. And there's Christians who believe that. There's Christians who will get very offended just if you tell them God wants to heal them and God wants to set people free. They'll fight you against that mess. They'll get so offended at you. They'll want to take you out the back and want to stone you just for preaching that. But that's all right. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I am not ashamed to proclaim the message of the Bible and to declare that as Christians, we should be preaching a gospel of freedom, a message that brings freedom to people's lives, freedom in their bodies, freedom in their minds, freedom in their emotions, freedom from areas of sin that have kept them bound. God does not want his people bound by the oppression of the enemy. You see, who is the one who oppresses? Oppression is a form of slavery. You know, these days we hear a lot about slavery, natural slavery, and how wrong it was. And, and I agree, well, slavery is not a good thing. But you know what? Many people don't realize there is such a thing as spiritual slavery as well. There is an enemy who enslaves people and, and, and has enslaved vast portions of humanity, enslaved them to sickness, enslaved them to habits, enslaved them to areas of darkness, and, and it brings oppression into their lives. And some, some people think God's the one doing those things. They credit God with that oppression and that captivity. It's not true. God's not the one who did it. There is an enemy. There is an enemy. The Bible pinpoints him. Jesus made it clear. He told us there is a thief, an enemy who is stealing people's health and life and stealing their freedom. You see, the enemy has managed to deceive and convince people that God is their problem and that God is the one doing it. See, the, the enemy does this. He warps and he twists the message. He twists things on their head the opposite way to what they are. The enemy has convinced many people that he's the good guy. The enemy has convinced people that he is some kind of fun being who has your best interests at heart. And if you buddy up to him, you're really going to have a good time. That's a lie. They don't realize this. They are selling themselves into slavery and oppression. And they, they are allowing the enemy to do things. They're people that think God is their problem and the enemy is their buddy. They think the devil's the fun guy and God's the problem. That's a warped view of the truth. God's not the problem. God's the one who, 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 who initiated the gospel message. 
Man didn't initiate the gospel message. The gospel came from the heart of the father who looked at the world and said, God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son. And he sent Jesus to bring freedom and liberty, liberty from the enemy and to release people from captivity and oppression in all areas, spirit, soul, body, mind, emotions. But we have, we have believed a lie. But like Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. And at this time that as Christians, we begin to understand freedom is the message of the gospel. Freedom. Jesus says you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. Paul said the spirit of the Lord is a spirit of liberty. There's freedom where the spirit of the Lord is. That's not just a nice philosophical concept. That is a truth. Like I said, the gospel came from the heart of the father. He initiated this message. It came from him. He, he prophesied. He's the one who spoke for hundreds and thousands of years, even before Jesus came, that there is coming one who has the spirit of the Lord upon him and he will bring freedom and release from captivity, spiritual captivity and natural freedom in people's lives that was the that came from the heart of the father see if you don't know whether it's god's will to heal you all you have to do is look at the gospel the gospel reveals to us god's desire for every person to be free the gospel reveals the heart of the father and the will and the purpose and the intention of the father to set people free from oppression of the enemy whether it's in your body or any other area that alone shows us the will of god that alone shows us the heart of the father. God's not the bad guy. He's the good guy. He's the one who wants to set you free from the prisons. The enemy is the one who wants to put you in the prisons. But he wants you to wander into those prisons of your own free will, thinking the enemy's the good guy. Follow the enemy. He's got all your best interests at heart. What a lie. What a deception. And multitudes of people are just following after him, thinking he's the good guy. Pushing and rejecting God, acting like God is the problem. God has never been the problem of this planet. He has never been the problem of the human race. He's not the one who caused the problems in the first place. And it has been his heart and his desire and his plan to set people free and to bring them to a place where they can know what it is to live free. But you see, many Christians, like I said, are living under oppression. They're accepting it. They're tolerating it. Grab a hold of what I'm saying to you. Let's get back to the truth of the word of God. Let's get back to the truth of the gospel. Paul said anyone who preaches any other gospel, it, it, it's, it's a perversion of the gospel. It's a perversion. And he said that at Galatians 1. And in Galatians 1, he showed you it's a book that showed people were being bound in areas and that God's area plan for, was for them to be free. Galatians 5 talks about stand fast in the liberty, the freedom by which Christ has made you free. Do not be entangled again in the yoke of bondage. That's the plan of God. And that is right. A couple of chapters after he said, they're going to be people who try to pervert the gospel. They want to bring you back under bondage and call it the gospel. That's wrong. That's wrong. See, Peter knew what the gospel is. In Acts chapter 10, Peter preached the gospel. He was sent to Cornelius's house and God gave Cornelius a vision of an angel, I think it was. And he said to Cornelius, send for this man, Peter, and listen to what he has to say. He's going to tell you the words you need to hear. So when Peter got there, what he said was very important. God had said to Cornelius, listen, he's got the message. 
So what message did Peter preach? Did Peter stand up and preach a message? Well, you never know. God, God just wants some of you to stay bound. No, that, you won't find that in Peter's message. That's why people who preach that today, they've warped the message. They twisted it. Let's face the reality. Let's begin to face some real truths. Some of the stuff we're hearing preached from pulpits that is preaching a warped gospel. We need to start rejecting that message and go with the word of God. If we are ever going to have a revival of the word of God, we've got to go back to the word of God. We've got to reject that which is not of the word of God and not accept things coming from our pulpits that are not in line with the truth of the gospel. Not just tolerate them. Say, no, I don't want to hear that junk anymore. I want to hear the truth. So what did Peter preach in Acts chapter 10? This is what he said. This is the start of his message. In verse 36 and verse 37, he talks about the word or the message that God sent through Jesus Christ. And he talks about the message that was proclaimed throughout all Judea. And it started in Galilee. What message is that? The message I just read to you from Luke 4, that was what Jesus preached in Galilee. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. And part of that was to bring freedom and bring deliverance and release from captivity and oppression. That is the message. Peter knew that was the message. That was the message he had heard Jesus preach for three and a half years while he was on this earth. And he believed Jesus was the anointed one, the Messiah, the Christ means the same thing. The one that the spirit of the Lord is upon. And they knew, the Jews in that day, they knew that the one that the Spirit of the Lord was upon was one who was going to bring freedom from captivity. So Peter gets up and he says, that message that you've heard preached, it's been all around Judea. It started in Galilee. And then he tells us in verse 38 exactly what that message was. What did Peter know? Of course he knew. He was there. He heard Jesus preach it. He said, and he summarizes it and he says, this is the message that was preached all over. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. We see that's very similar to what Jesus said. Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. Peter said, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. It's very, very similar. And, and then, then what did Peter say? What did, what did Jesus do with that anointing? He went about doing good and healing. Now notice this next phrase. All who were oppressed, all who were oppressed is what we're preaching on. What was that anointing upon Jesus to do? It was to set people free from oppression. Oppression. That's the same thing Jesus preached in Luke chapter 4. Liberty to the captives and to proclaim liberty to those who are oppressed. Why? Because the spirit of the Lord is upon him. See, Peter and Jesus were preaching the same message. They kept their message consistent. Peter stayed true to the message he had heard Jesus preach, the message of the gospel, the message of freedom from oppression. And Paul stayed true to that message. Somewhere in the last 2000 years, we have drifted right off course that message. And many church groups have adjusted the message and repackaged it, called it the gospel and called it the Christian message and told people they have to stay bound. That's not the gospel. It's not the gospel. God is a God of freedom. God wants to bring freedom. And it's, it is time. It is time for people all over this land to begin to realize if you've been sitting under a message telling you that you have to stay bound, you need to start saying no. 
You need to stand up and begin to say, I want the truth of the gospel and I don't want anything less. And I want to know what the truth is. And that I see in the word of God that the truth of the gospel is a message of freedom from oppression and deliverance from the captivity of an enemy, a spiritual enemy who has kept people bound and who has lied to people, lied to Christians, causing us to think that God is the one who wants us sick. And God is somehow happy and pleased with that. That's, you can't be further from the heart of the Father if you preach that message, that, that people have to stay bound. The New Testament is a message of freedom and, and, and release from captivity. This is the truth of the gospel. And I'm not ashamed of that message because the power of God is in that message. And we need to re begin to realize those, those habits, those areas of your life that you have struggled under, and that you have felt that you want, there's no hope. See, the Bible said, when Jesus came on the earth, it says the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And that light, if you read it, that's prophetic. It's out of the book of Isaiah. When it talks about that, the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. And it says that they, the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. That darkness that is referred to in that passage, if you go back to the original prophecy, is the darkness of oppression. The prophecy is talking about an oppression that was on that land. And then it begins to talk about they saw a light. Who was that light? Three verses later in that prophecy in Isaiah, it says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. He's the light. He is the freedom from that darkness and that oppression. And the people had been sitting in darkness thinking there was no hope. This is many Christians are in that stage now. They're, they're sitting thinking there's no hope. I can't get free from this. And they're not hearing a message of freedom in church. So no faith is inspired. God doesn't put his anointing on a false, false message and a wrong message. He doesn't put the anointing of his spirit on a lie and a deception. He puts the anointing of his spirit on the truth of the gospel. That's why so many people are not being set free because they're not hearing that's the gospel. We need to begin to see the light. Stop sitting in darkness thinking there's no hope and I'll never get free from this area. And, and the, those, those areas of, that, I, that I just can't stop yielding to sin in my life and I just can't stop yielding to things and I can't get free from them. And it just seems like it's like a trap held, hold, wrapped around you that is holding you down, stopping you moving forward in areas of God. Because you aren't hearing a message of freedom in church and you're not getting around an anointing of freedom. You just get stuck under that thing. And it seems like every time you try to advance in God, you want to move forward in God. It seems like that thing grips itself around you and pulls you back down. I'm here to tell you there's freedom from that. There is liberty. There is being set free. And that freedom comes by the anointing of the spirit of God and the truth of the gospel. And this is what God's desire is for his people. So if you've felt hopeless, if you've even given up, you've even felt maybe, maybe I'll never get free from this. And you've begun to feel hopeless. I know Christians who have reached the stage of being hopeless because of physical conditions. And all they're hearing preached in churches, well, you know, maybe God wants you to have that. And they begin to feel hopeless and they begin to feel that maybe I have to stay in this way and, and stay in a condition. No, no, no. 
You don't have to stay that way. You get around the anointing of the spirit of God and, the, and you get somewhere where the truth of the gospel is preached. And you start to say, I am not tolerating a warped gospel message anymore. I'm, I want to hear the truth. I want to hear the same truth that Jesus and Paul and Peter preached. The truth of the gospel, the truth of freedom from captivity, from the oppression of an enemy. And we're going to talk about this a little bit more over the next few weeks. We're going to look at freedom from oppression, freedom from captivity. We're going to look at and see how this is the message of the Bible. This is the message even in the Old Testament. This is the message of the New Testament. This is the message Jesus preached. And it's what God has for your life today. It has not changed over 2000 years. It is supposed to be exactly the same. And I want to I'm going to I want to pray with you right now as we close for, to, for, for today. But we're going to talk more about this. But I want you to grab a hold of hope. I want you to to grab a hold of the fact that God does want me free. And I don't have to be bound by this anymore. I don't have to be caught under the trap of this habit anymore. But God's spirit and God's anointing and God's word has freedom for me. And I want you to agree with me right now. We're going to pray for freedom and release in people's lives and get under some good word. That's all I got to get under some good teaching of the word of God. Stop sitting under a, a message of a warped, weakened gospel that is keeping your life under oppression. <laughs> Let's let's pray. Father God, I thank you. I thank you that you put your spirit, you put the anointing of your spirit upon Jesus. You anointed him with the spirit of God, with a message of freedom from captivity. You, you sent, you raised him up to bring release to the captives, freedom and recovery of sight to the blind. And I thank you, Father God, that the spirit of the Lord brings freedom and the truth of the word brings freedom and the gospel brings freedom. And I pray, Father God, for people who are listening. I pray for people who, who, who have felt that there's no hope and there's no freedom from their lives. I pray, Father God, that the light begins to go on and that they begin to see God is not their problem. And God is not the one holding them out of freedom. God is not the one withholding things from them. But God is the one offering them and reaching out his hand and saying, here, here's your freedom. Here it is. I, I want to give it to you. I want to give you that freedom. And, and all you have to do is begin to just reach up and say, Father God, I see the truth. I see the light. I see that this is this is the gospel message. I've believed a lie. I've believed wrong. And Father God, I turn from that wrong message and I, I, I reach out to the truth of the word of God. And I declare that I, I want the word and nothing else. I don't want to lie anymore. I don't want a deceptive message. But I turn to you and I reach out my hand to receive the freedom that you give to me under the gospel and the freedom that comes by your spirit. And I I thank you for that right now. And in the name of Jesus Christ, I speak over people. Be free. Be free in your bodies. Be free in your minds. Be free in your emotions. Be free from habits and areas that have bound you. Be free. Be free from those conditions in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Father, I thank you for that the spirit of the Lord touches people right now and that your anointing and your presence comes upon them and that you do a work of freedom in line with the truth of the gospel. And I give you the glory and I give you the honor for that in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we honor you, Father God. We honor your word and we honor you. We honor your spirit. We honor your presence, Father God, and, and give you all the glory. And I thank you, Father God, that people are going to be experiencing freedom more and more in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Well, thank you. Thank you for joining us. And you might see a link at the bottom of the screen there. And I just want to invite you to have a look at that link. I'm running a couple of free courses. Uh, I've just finishing one on the Holy Spirit. It's quite an in-depth study on the Holy Spirit. It's free. You can you just register as a user on that website and then sign up for the course. It's all free. And I'm currently doing a course on, on being hungry for holiness. Uh, holiness is a message we need to hear. And, and, and I've just started that course. So you can sign up. You can sign up for both of them if you want to. You're welcome. Uh, both free courses. Uh, and just to get the word of God and to help you to see what the scriptures say. But, 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 but hold on to this message of the freedom of the, the gospel and, and being delivered and set free from captivity and give God the glory for it. We'll be back again next week for some more. So we'll, we're going to, I believe I'm going to continue this on as a series and get a hold of the truth of the word concerning freedom. God bless you. We'll see you again soon.